It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> I'm having a few little technical difficulties today, but that's okay. Life will be all good. Um, I'm here at this time as well as then um, on Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern. And actually, Holy Love, this will answer your question too. Um, at 11 a.m. Pacific, we do the Sunday service. And so I audio for that, plus sometimes you'll hear me speak doing different things. Um, that website that I just put up there, Holy Love, is... Um, the website for Community Miracle Center, if you scroll down on the left side, there is a menu, and partway down there's a whole bunch of stuff related to ACIM Gather. You can see exactly, but all of the recordings were kept behind posting, just because we were moving, um, but we put the recordings up for the various ministers of ACIM Gather. Got it there. Okay, you got it already. You got it before me. Yeah, part of this is ACIM Gather Archived Audios. And so you can click on that, and then that takes you to the individual. Um, it lists all of the ministers of the Community Miracle Center or members who are doing programs and their recordings. We're a little behind, like I said, because the CMC just moved. Um from our location where we've been 30 years and moved into a different office in a little different area, San Francisco. So we're a little behind on those posts. They are there, and there's some older ones, and we'll get some newer ones up pretty soon. For me personally, um, you can also just go to my website, and I think I'm only, I think, one week behind right now on my own, um, which is kellyhallock.com. And so I'm trying to put that. I'm having a little nice little technical issues here. Um, Oops. Yeah, we'll get it for you later. But um, go ahead and check those out, and they're great. I say that's going to be mine plus .com. I just can't get it to go up at the moment, so we'll leave it there. <clears throat> I titled the program Life Reinvented because my experience is that the application of spiritual principles can completely reinvent your life, um, whether that be your experience in the physical realm of your body or whether that's the, um, you know, your mental and emotional state, your spiritual walk. You can reinvent everything using spiritual principles. Um, and I've talked about, so, you know, some people say sometimes, like, oh, you know, you should emphasize the whatever. But, you know, I, like, I've released a lot of weight for my body. I'm very open about that, about all over my website. I've got information on that. But how I did it was, it wasn't that I went on this crazy diet, you know, I've moved into a point of approaching it through a spiritual perspective. What is the way that I could express love to myself as a child of God through the choices I made in the physical experience? And so that's where I go with this program. I do share some different, um, teachings with Course in Miracles as well as some of the other things that I studied, which include New Thought, Christianity, Science of Mind. Um, I've been doing a little bit of work with shamanism. We're going to take a little, a little break.
a bit fizzy, but that comes, you know, sometimes some other concepts. I know today in my notes, I just have a little reference to Christian teaching, which we talked about. It's mostly on the court, but sometimes I do bring in some of those other things. Basically, the truth is truth, and a lot of times the... Um, a lot of times some of these teachings have been, you know, apparently around long than the course. I've got some really good material in them, too. And if they're all saying the same thing, maybe one will say it a little differently and support you on that. So, anyway, what I'd like to do is just start off with an open meditation, a little opening prayer. Get us centered, get us started. Reverend Tony's going to stop using the little keypad he's using at the moment. <laughs> he just gave me a like a little noise, but he'll he'll just do our meditation. Then he can play with his etching as much as he wants. So, <laughs> I just invite you to be able to music. Allow yourself in and out, noticing the flow of air through the throat into the chest area, past the chest into the abdomen, and then allowing the air to release back out the opposite direction. Just take a couple of breaths and just notice the feeling of the air. You might notice a difference on the inhale, the exhale. Real quick, you can try to slow that a little bit. Sometimes if you're a little sleepy, you can just try to maybe breathe a little quick. Nothing else, but just sometimes not quite as slow if you're feeling a little weary this afternoon or evening. I invite you to envision a ball of white light in the center of your chest. And that white light just represents the essence of spirit that is within you, that is you. And just in your mind's eye, allow that ball of white light to expand to fill your entire torso, expanding to fill down your hips, down your legs, past your knees, to your toes. White light to fill your shoulders, your forearms. And inhaling and allowing that light just to fill to the top of your head so that your entire being that you see yourself as is completely filled with this white light. And then just in your mind's eye, allow that white light on each exhale 
allow that white light to expand so that it is filling the space around you. Approximately three feet in front and behind to each side, above and below. <coughs> so that your entire energy field, the space that's considered your energy field, is filled with that white light. It just supports us in visualizing and realizing that our bodies are not limited by what we think is the fleshy sea, but that we are spirit and expanding beyond our bodies. And then continue with each exhale. Allow the root you're in to fill this light, bright light. Weave it, exhale, and allow the white light to fill this room called ACIM Gather, our virtual room that is here. Just keep your eyes closed if you're comfortable and continue expanding that white light in your mind's eye to fill the entire space where you're at, whether it's a building or a car. Wherever you're at, let that space just be totally consumed by the energy of spirit. And then allow that white light to continue expanding even beyond that to fill the streets around where you're at, to fill the city, the state, and the country. And then allow that white light as it hits the oceans to just completely surround the planet that we see in our mind's eye. Just completely light, wrap the world, wrap the planet in white love. The energy of peace and love that is spirit. And beyond that, allow the white light to continue to expand, to fill the heavens, the universe, and beyond. So that anything that you can think of, anything you can imagine, is just fully filled with this white light. And we use this vision just to remind ourselves that everything is one, that we are all one in spirit. Any thoughts, any boundaries, any separations between ourselves and others, between objects and places and things, are just in our mind, it's in our thought. But rather we are all, each and every one, one with the spirit. Spirit of love, one with the Spirit, and we are joined together in a thought or appearance to the contrary. And so just allow yourself to breathe that in for a minute, relax into that white light. You can think of whatever positive to mind out to all beings that you 
may know or not know. We just allow ourselves this moment to give gratitude and thanks for the opportunity to have the experience, to have the imagery that helps us to move beyond our separate bodies through the process of ACN Galaxy that we are all one and we are all joined together. We get the word concerned, think that we maybe think we should have done or need to do. We just allow ourselves to become wholly focused, wholly centered in this space and time. Allowing the past to be just but a thought. Allowing the future to take care of itself. Just allowing ourselves to be present in this moment. So we take a nice deep breath and exhale. We say thank you for all that is, all that we have. We allow ourselves just to bring that white light back into our consciousness. Not that spirit is limited, but visually, we're going to bring that white light back into our being. Knowing that we are always filled with spirit. And allow ourselves to just become centered back in. To have the sensation of knowing that we are having an experience of being in our bodies. Allow, allow your set of fingers, wiggle your toes, and just come back to the room of ACM Gather. Okay. <sighs> I always like to do that meditation. In particular, I find that throughout the day, it's so easy to get busy and get... Um, distracted by everything I think is going on and all the things I think I have to do and get frustrated with people or events. Um, and I, I find it very helpful to be able to visualize allowing that extension of light to join us all together. So thank you for sharing with me. Oh, I'm going to shift a little there. There we go. So last week, I want to talk a little bit about what we talked about last week. And then um, there's actually a specific passage from the course I want to look at today um, regarding the role of words in healing, which actually comes from the teacher's manual. But first of all, I'll talk a little bit about last week. Each month, I kind of theme the talks for the month. And so the month of January is looking at setting new intentions. I specifically call it intentions um, rather than resolutions. Google, if you Google the word, what's the definition of resolution, it comes up with a firm decision to do or not to do something. The action of solving a problem, dispute, or other contentious matter. So in that, 
there's a couple of issues I have with the definition of resolutions, why I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions. Um, first of all, it's a firm decision that you're going to do or not do something. And let's be honest. How many of us make a decision that we think we're going to doesn't happen? And so, first of all, I think there's a little bit of, um, I think it's a little bit of ego arrogance when you say, I'm absolutely do this. You know, there's a part of you, first of all, that's assuming that you know everything that's going to happen in the future, and so that you'll be able to navigate those things adequately to do what you want to do. And then secondly, the ego, then, of course, what happens? The ego sets us up to fail. And so it's like you say, well, I'm going to do this, but then if you don't do it, then there's the thought of, you know, I'm not good enough, and we go into that whole frustration and condemnation of ourselves. And the other issue with the definition, I'm just to do something, and this is the action of solving a problem, dispute, or other contentious matter. And if you're going to solve a problem or you're going to solve a contentious matter, you're perceiving it as a problem. You're perceiving it as a fight. And so that is a problem itself because saying that things are wrong. I know Reverend Roxy, I caught a little bit of her talk. You know, Reverend Roxy, I know, talks a lot about, you know, everything's innocent. We don't have to do anything to make ourselves good enough. And so this thought of I need to resolve something, I need to fix something, goes into that thought of there's something wrong. And so I don't like to use the term resolution in January. I'm doing New Year's resolutions because to me that brings in the thought of, I need to be fixed. And that comes, you know, I think for most of us in the United States and actually in a lot of, a lot of countries, but different countries, um, come from, you know, that idea of the biblical creation or a lot of other religions actually have similar teachings of, you know, the original creation where man chose wrong and man was banished by God and man fell from grace. And it's that idea that we've sinned. Um, and that's not at all what the Course teaches. The Course says if God created you perfect, you are perfect. That's the original text in Chapter 9. And so you say, okay, well, sometimes things don't look perfect. How, how come they don't look perfect? And we discussed last week about that the miracle establishes that you dream a dream. And its content is not true. Anytime you think, um, there's, I'm going I'm to put two aspects of this. One, any time a person's died, oh, there's a sentence of separation, you're living in the dream. But the second part of that is also that within our experience, the Course doesn't say, you know, the Course says you're not a body, but the Course also talks a lot about our experiences in the body. And the Course will talk about, you know, everything planned for your good. And so there is that part of one, if you say this is wrong, it needs fixed, you're saying there's something that's a problem. Number one, you're making the illusion real. Secondly, you're judging that within the illusion that the Spirit, Holy Spirit, is not planning everything for your good. And so there's both aspects of that. <coughs> and so we talked about that was kind of why I'm not so big on the word resolution. 
Instead, I like to use the word intention. And Webster.com says intention is intent, purpose, design, what one intends to accomplish or attain. And it's that idea of I'm making a plan. But for me, the word intention is I'm making a plan. I'm not, you know, going to say, oh, I'm, you know, it's all an illusion. I'm going to, you know, just go willy-nilly. No, I'm acknowledging that, that, that I'm having experience. I'm acknowledging that I want to make a plan for this next year, but I'm not attached to it. It's something that I would like to, I, I am planning on accomplishing, budging in that intention that I don't know what's best. Workbook 135, I'm going to see, put this up because I just referenced this a moment ago. If I can get it to copy, I'm having technical issues. There we go. Um, lesson 135, this is uh, passage 19. I already mentioned this part. It says, what could you not accept if you but knew that everything happens, all events, past, present, and to come, are gently planned by one whose only purpose is your good? Here's the part that I want to focus on here is while you made plans for death, he led you gently to eternal life. Now, do you think, you know, consciously are we saying, oh, I'm going to do this thing that's horrible for me? Absolutely not. We think we're making great plans when we're listening to ego. And yet the thought of ego is, I'm going to make a plan, I'm going to try to attain and even achieve, I'm still not satisfied. And so the Course is saying basically, you know, realize when you've got plans, they're, they're, they may not be so good in terms of, you know, the eternal picture of things. Be open, be willing to acknowledge, I'm going to set some intentions for this year, but those intentions are open to what Holy Spirit has planned for me? What will lead me towards eternal life? We talked about a process that I recommend to you. Um, and I said this is still regarding last week about um, looking beyond what your desire is. Um, I forgot who it was. I was going to say I don't think it was Jim. I don't. I don't think the person who said it was was here today. I could be wrong. There's time I like I want a sailboat. I love a sailboat. Um, and the discussion, you know, what I'm sharing is, are they really looking for the sailboat? Realize the sailboat is something that's temporal. It's going to come. It's going to go. I was talking personally. I'd like to release some weight off of my body. Realize that's temporal. It's going to come and go. Well, what are we looking for in saying, my res- you know, my intention this year is to get a sailboat? You're looking for the experience. You're looking for, I want to feel free. I feel that I'm taken care of. I want to feel one with the universe while I'm, you know, skimming over the waves, whatever. You know, why do I want to lose weight? I would feel, I honestly, for me, it would be very much that I'm taking care of a child of God. I would feel more confident. And so anytime we make these resolutions, we're actually, or, or intentions, like I said, we're actually looking at 
the qualities of God that we're looking to manifest in our life, but we are seeing them through the things that we are wanting, through the things that we think will give us those feelings. Um, I'm going to kind of grab this here. Ah. Ah, sorry. I accidentally, <laughs> I haven't told Reverend Tony this yet, stuffed out, so I can tell you. Um, I accidentally earlier was cleaning some dishes, and I dripped water on my keyboard. So, <laughs> so my keyboard is not fully operating at the moment. Um, so I have a little trouble typing, but it's okay. So there's a, that's what I was trying to put up here. Um, and this is what I talk about today. Man, the manual, chapter 21, says, what is the role of words in healing? And I'd like to change that to what is the role of intention setting healing? Because realize when you set intention in your experience, you're probably going to use words. You're going to say, I would like to lose some weight. I would like to, and maybe maybe even real, you go beyond that. You say, I want to feel child of God. I want to, but you're going to use words. It's going to have an intention in this realm without being conscious of it in our experience. Now, I'm going to talk about some things regarding that in a moment. I'm actually going to do paragraphs one and two. Um, this is talking about words. It says, as symbols, words have quite specific references. Even when they seem most abstract, the picture that comes to mind is apt to be very concrete. Unless a specific reference does occur in the mind in word, the word has little or no practical meaning and thus cannot help the healing process. So if I said to you, oh, my goodness, I'm trying to think of it. I can't think of it off word, offhand. I'm going to try. If somebody on lives, yes, so. Yes, yes. I'm probably totally butchering that. When I was in Israel, that was something that was said very common. Now, I haven't been there for years, so I completely probably um, said it wrong, but it meant excuse me. Now, to everyone at Sam Gather, probably, number one, I probably didn't say it correctly. Number two, you're probably not familiar with modern Hebrew. And so when that word was said, it has little meaning to you because you have no association with it. You don't know what it meant. That's simply all of this first part of this paragraph saying. And it can't help if you have no consciousness of it. It's not going to help the healing process, which is an interesting thing because it's been saying that the, the, the conscious mind that we seem to experience in this world is setting our healing, is supporting us towards our awakening to our oneness with God. But since the prayer of the heart does not really ask for concrete things. So this is, you know, saying the prayer of the heart, what is it that you really want? It's not concrete. It always requests some kind of experience. The specific thing asked for being the purpose of the designed experience and the judgment of the asker. Now, this is what I was talking about, and that's why I want to explain this a little more today. When you say something like, I would like a sailboat, 
your heart is not really wanting the sailboat, even though that may be what your conscious mind is thinking. Your heart is looking for the experience that will, you believe, be had while you're on a sailboat. When I say I want to lose weight, my spiritual, my spirit, the spirit of what I really truly am, doesn't care what this body looks like. But the spirit, my mind, my conscious mind, has some belief that that will help me feel more loved as a child of God. It'll help me feel more free. It'll help me feel more comfortable expressing myself and more confident. But I was just saying here, you know, the heart isn't really looking for the physical realm. It's looking for the experience, and that experience supports us in moving towards the eternal. And as we move towards the eternal, that's what we really desire. Now, and, and this is just the, the last sentence here. I don't want to ignore it because I put it up. It says, the words then are symbols for the things asked for, but the things themselves but stand for the experiences which are hoped for. So in essence, again, you know, what we're setting our intentions for, it may be a quote, quote, thing, But, oh, gosh darn it, I did again. I keep wanting to hit copy, and it eats my text, so I do that. Um, it may be for an actual thing, and yet our heart isn't for the thing. It's for the thing that, or it's for the experience that that thing represents. So then should we give up on the idea of setting intentions or setting New Year's resolutions? If you prefer that term, feel free. Um, I know somebody on here was saying they felt, Versus the, you know, Google definitions, they felt resolution had a little more commitment, a little more urgency to it. Um, you know, if that helps you understand it more, feel free. I'm just saying, you know, according to the Google definition, I have some issues. So if, if what we're really looking for is an experience and not a thing, is there value in setting the resolutions? Is there a point in saying I would like a sailboat. I would like to lose weight. I would like, um, right now I think I would like dinner. <laughs> I, mean, so I just slowly realize, I'm like, oh, I'm a little hungry feeling. Um, I'm having the experience of feeling hungry. Um, I would like, you know, my foot to be healed and appear to be healed. So there's all these things that we think we want, but if we really don't want them and we want the experience, is there value in Say, I want those things, when that's really not the heart of it. And the Course here says, strict speaking, words play no part at all in healing. And I believe, of course, when it talks about healing, it's healing the illusion, healing the thought that we are separate from God, Heal, oh, excuse me, healing the belief that we are not good enough, that we somehow messed up God's eternal plan. And so, strictly speaking, words play no part at all in the healing. The motivating factor is prayer or asking. <coughs> Excuse me. What you ask for, you receive. Now, I think that's an important thing to just acknowledge. Some people, you know, we will get what we receive. Or we will get what we ask. Sorry, blank there for a second. We will get what we ask for. But does it mean that that is what, you know, the words we're using? 
and says, but this refers to the prayer of the heart, not the words you use. So this is going back to what I was saying before. It's looking for what are you really wanting? What are you really desiring? And so recognize that, you know, you can say, I vote, and God or Holy Spirit, however you want to phrase this here, it says they want the experience of freedom. And if that is the true desire of your heart, you're going to receive that. And so sometimes the words and the prayer contradictory, sometimes they agree. That I think comes a lot to that idea of we don't know what's our, consciously we don't know what's in our best interest. I just said to you a year ago, it was in, or actually more than a year ago, it was in my best interest that I was going to stay with a particular teacher in Southern California. I was going to live my life in Southern California. And I had all, my whole life planned out. And then that didn't happen. But my heart's desire was to continue growing in my spiritual journey, to continue forward in understanding and moving towards accepting that we are in a dream, that we're here and that we're all one and there's no separation. Where I was at was not supporting me in that. And so the words of, that I spoke were not in accordance with what my real heart's desire was. And God says, you know, it says God doesn't understand the words. God ignored the words of I want to be in Los Angeles. Because that was a thought of I was putting um, my growth and I was putting my learning and my awakening on certain people and on certain situations. And God says, you know, that's about separation. That's looking at, you know, the physical realm for meeting the spiritual needs. God said, I'm, I'm going I'm to take that away from you. I'm going to move you. Because your heart's desire is to continue to open and awaken to knowing me. And so the Course is saying, you know, you know, spirits is a, I don't know, okay, fine, whatever you prayed that, that's nice. That's not what you really want. I'm going to give you what you really want. But then the question is, is, do we then move on to that space of saying, well, if the words don't matter, then I don't use them. I give up. I don't, I don't bother. And the Course isn't saying that either. And I simply kind of cut this little paragraph in part. It says, words can be helpful, particularly for the beginner, in helping concentration and facilitating exclusion or at least the control of extraneous thoughts. Let us not forget, however, that words are but symbols of symbols. They are twice removed from reality. I mean, when I say, oh, I want that, you know, recognize you wanting. That's not really what you're looking for. But the Course is saying here, don't, don't ignore the fact that you have or you are experiencing a conscious mind. That you seem to be experiencing thoughts. Not talking about before, there's passages of the Course, I think there's kind of like almost three levels of consciousness. And I think our conscious mind or what we think of as our brain and think of our thinking is probably, you know, definitely the most superficial of all of them. And yet, of course, you're saying, you know, you're going to have thoughts. So go ahead and use the thoughts. Set up, you know, 
thoughts of prayer, of asking, of what you think you're seeking. Now, why I would say that is, in one way, it helps just to say I have mentioned, be able to see how God works. Since God doesn't understand words, but God's looking at that. And when you say, I have the intention to, you know, like I said, I had the intention to stay in Los Angeles. When that didn't work out, I was able to look beyond that and say, oh, wow, isn't that amazing how Holy Spirit worked everything out together for my good by transforming the experience that I was having. But had I just been like, oh, whatever, I'm here. You know, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have seen the work of Holy Spirit because I wouldn't have been aware of the change. I wouldn't have been aware of the answered prayer because I had no thought expectation. And our minds can go crazy. And, our, you know, you hear, like, the Buddhist teachings talk a lot about learning how to tame the monkey mind. We begin thinking of things like, oh, these are just extraneous thoughts. These are, oh, just extraneous words. The Course talks about, you know, we say, oh, it's just a thought. And the words don't mean anything, but the words can reflect the state of our, they refer our subconscious. And so we can also use the words not only to set intentions, but to really maybe look at what is the deep desires of our heart. What is the thing that we're feeling led to pursue? The next little paragraph here. I just reversed it too, so this is now, oops, sorry. Um, this is paragraph three. So the prayer for things of this world will bring experiences of this world. Now, again, like we said, this is talking about the prayer of the heart. So if you are, you know, within your, within your, at the spiritual level, you're not really looking to awaken yet. Some people aren't. Some people are still like, hey, I like the gray fluffy clouds. <laughs> you know, they're, 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 still, they're still blinded by the ego. And whatever the heart is pursuing, so the prayer for this thing, for things of this world will bring experiences of the world. If the prayer of the heart asks for this, this will be given because this will be received. Whatever we pray for, you know, at the spiritual level, it's saying, you know, in the perception of the one who asks you, it will be fulfilled in some way or another. But it's an interesting thing. The last sentence here says, here in my hell and heaven. Hell is the idea of separation. Hell is the experience we're having of being in bodies that, you know, think they're under attack and they're angry and hateful and projecting guilt on each other. That's hell. Heaven is awakening to our oneness, allowing the judgments to go away, allowing the thoughts of separation to clear, allowing the clouds to part and to be able to see the sunlight of God. Where is that change from? That comes from our prayers. That comes from the desires of our heart, which can be reflected, like I said, in our 
intentions. In the next sentence, I'm going to not place this. It says, it talks about, this, is it, oh, actually, I'm going to go put it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm feeling a little indecisive at the moment. Hey, dances. I didn't see you there. Hi, dances. It's good seeing you again. And humble Pooh Bear. We always love humble Pooh Bear. <laughs> so paragraph four says, you know, so is the teacher of God then to avoid the use of words in his teaching? And I would even just say, you know, teachings that, that I, I think anytime it talks about teaching, that's a pretty loose word um, in the sense of teaching isn't, you know, oh, just, you know, Reverend Kelly sitting here on ACM gather. Teaching is the biggest teaching, I think, of course, teaches is, is how you seem to live your life. You know, what What are you demonstrating? And it says, you know, should you just avoid using words? And it says, no. There's a lot of people who must be reached through words. But, and this is where I love this, this is, and this is what I'm going to just encourage you for. It says, gradually he learns how to let his words be chosen for him by ceasing to decide for himself what he will say. The process is merely a special case of the workbook lesson. I will step back and let him lead the way. The teacher of God accepts the words which are offered him and gives as he receives. He does not control the direction of his speaking. He listens and hears and speaks. <laughs> I was wondering about that dances. I'll come back to that in a second. You're funny. Um, When you're saying intentions, like I said, God's not listening to the words of the prayer. God's not listening to what your conscious intention or mission is. What's being considered is what's the prayer of the heart. Now, like I said, you can have, you know, a desire that is ego-based. It says, you know, you could be looking at wanting things of the world, and that's choosing hell. Or do you choose heaven? And how do we choose heaven? We guide, we allow our guidance to come from spirit. We listen to what we're given to say and what we're given to do. I know one friend of mine who is currently studying for his master's degree. He, he's looking forward to getting that master's degree done. Now, I'll say, like, I haven't talked to him extensively about it, but I believe, you know, when, when I've heard him talk about it, He's not saying, oh, I want the master's degree so I can hang a piece of paper on my wall. I went through all this work so I have a piece of paper on the wall that's going to be, you know, in a shiny frame. Because a piece of paper on the wall has no value. It's temporal. I could take a match to it and it would be gone. What's he looking for? He's looking for a path. He's looking for a means to support others and to join with them in their spiritual journeys. I said, I don't know if he'd word it that way, but he says, you know, I want to help others. And so I think, you know, for him, you know, you, if you say to him, I, I've talked to him, he says one of the big goals for him this year is he wants to get his dissertation done. Well, why does he want that dissertation done? Because he wants to move forward in joining with others and supporting others. And so that's where the Spirit of God comes in. This is what this is talking about. We don't have to give up our words. We don't have to quit and say, oh, words mean nothing, so I'm just going to ignore them. I mean, ultimately, they don't. 
You know, we make words have the meanings that they have for us. Um, one of the words condone. I'll say I did not know for a long time what the word condone was. And I thought con, that's against. And then I started reading um, answers yes on that dances. Um, it's, chapter, it's section 21 in the teachers. Um, I thought condone mean against. And then I later found out, no, like if I condone somebody's actions, you know, you're actually not saying something bad about them. You're actually, you know, possibly supporting or endorsing them or, you know, at least not judging them. And yet for me that word had a completely different meaning just because I didn't know. And the words really ultimately are completely a fabricated, you know, the Course says it's symbols of symbols. Yet we use those symbols to support us in following spirit to experiences, to thoughts that will support us in accepting and receiving those things that our heart really desires when we're led by spirit. To be able, you know, it says, you know, God's name is our inheritance. God wants us happy. God already sees us as perfect. God understands we're perfect. Those are the deep desires of the heart that's following spirit. And yet we listen to spirit and acknowledge our experience in this realm so that we can move more towards realizing that this realm isn't real. So it's an interesting thing because you're basically using the world, you're using your thoughts, your conscious thoughts, to recognize that those aren't real. You're using the tool to dismantle itself in a way. And so, yeah, I definitely would never say don't use resolutions. I would don't not say or, or intentions. I prefer the phrase intentions for reasons discussed. You know, definitely I would say go ahead and have intentions. Something that you feel led that's going to support you to feel happy this year. What is something that you feel led that could bring you peace this year? What is something that you feel led to that could support you in forgiving and releasing thoughts of separation and judgment this year? And... Recognize that sometimes even our best intentions, even our best thoughts of what we want to do and what we think we should do may actually be plans for death. And if that's true, be open and willing to accept that Holy Spirit has a better plan and that those things are going to be transmuted in such a way that it's going to really support you in awakening to your oneness with God and your oneness with all beings. I mean, because you're on ACM Gather, you know, that's something you're interested in. I would hope. So definitely, you know, I said, I, I don't want you to think like, you know, oh, Reverend Kelly said words don't mean anything, so it doesn't matter. It matters in the sense of we use them to us and where we feel led. I'm still working on intentions for this year. I haven't, because the CMC has been moving, um, and then I got sick in the middle of the move, or apparently was sick. 
some cough here and there you've heard. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not fully sure what I'm going to intend for this year. I haven't had, I'm not going to say I haven't had the opportunity because I always, I dislike the phrase I don't have time. Because for me, when you say I don't have time, that's largely a translation in my mind of this wasn't a priority. We all are having experience, you know, I think all of us are having this at the moment, of 24 hours in a day. Now, I choose to spend eight of those at my work, give or take a little. I choose to spend a few of those eating. I choose to spend a few of those sleeping, preferably more than I did last night. Those are choices. You know, now if I give up eating, I might have the experience of not having a body for long. But I could do other things at parent time. So I try not to say I don't have time. But as of this moment, I haven't dated the, um, my energies into figuring out my intentions yet for the year, although I'm planning on it. It's something you have to feel led to do. But it also gives you the opportunity to see the working of God and the working of Holy Spirit in your life. I don't think any of my years have ever looked like what I, there's been very good work out the way I thought they would. But that's the beauty of it. And we allow ourselves to have that experience of whatever it is, whatever God leads us to. Knowing that we're supported. Knowing that everything's being gently planned to lead us to heaven. And, yeah, of course, maybe, maybe it'll be something totally startling you'll feel led to do. Um, yeah, I have a friend who went skydiving this last year. I'll tell you, if, if the Holy Spirit told me to go skydiving, that would probably be shocking to me. Um, Reverend Tony, if you watched the conference from 2016, felt led to pretty much get undressed on the, on the stage. I really am hoping Spirit doesn't lead me to that. <laughs> You know, sometimes when you listen to spirit, though, things come up that you don't expect. Be willing to hear what you hear. Be willing to do what you feel led to do. And be willing to know that it's going to work out. So I think that's where I want to stop today. I want to do a little closing meditation. A little closing meditation, prayer, and then we'll just do a couple little announcements at the end. That's good. Um, <laughs> thank you, Humble Pooh Bear. Humble Pooh Bear says, I respect Tony for that. Um, I do, too. That was something I could have done at this point. I, it would have been a challenge. So it was an experience. If you get a chance, it's on our YouTube channel. You can check it out. So I just invite you to take a nice deep breath and kind of get centered in here for a moment. Actually, a little more than a moment, a couple minutes. <laughs> If you feel led, you can place your hand on your heart. There's studies that say placing your hand on your heart actually helps um, the physical health to improve. So it reminds you to be heart-centered. Hmm. 
just allow your mind to kind of maybe review any thoughts that arose during this time. Maybe something came up as a potential intention for you for this next year. Maybe something came up as a, something that you're feeling challenged by. And just allow yourself to hear those things. And maybe when we're done here, you close down. Sometimes we hear spirit very clearly, but we're not willing to listen. So you know, I just encourage you, if there's a thought you have, to maybe write it down and sit with it this week. allow ourselves to think of things that we're grateful for. Think of something that you're grateful to yourself for. Acknowledge the beautiful extension of God that you are. We just release the thoughts that we need to do something different. That each step, each guided thing we do is a step of love and moving forward. Not a rejection of the past, but an acceptance of our guidance. Releasing any thoughts that ain't fixed or changed. Releasing any thoughts that we haven't done well enough. Knowing that as we were created perfect, so are we perfect. As God is holy, so are we holy. Allowing any thoughts and judgments of things that have come and passed that are in our memories to be released. Knowing that it's all a dream and not true, we just allow those things to go from our minds without judgment. And we just move into a space of being open and willing to hear the voice of Holy Spirit, to receive guidance, to move throughout our day, to move throughout our week, to move throughout our year, doing that which we feel led to do so that we may learn that which we are to learn. But truly, I will hear the things God gives me to hear, say the things I'm given to say. May we intend for 2017 the things we are to intend. And so we allow it to be, and so it is. So thank you all for joining me on Life Reinvented with Reverend Kelly. I'm here every Oh, sorry, every Monday at this time. Um, Reverend Roxy is right before me.
Um, and I mentioned, if you go to the CMC website, um, miracles-course.org, um, if you scroll down on the left side, there's a couple of different menus there related to ACIM Gather. And there's the schedule as well as a lot of the audio recordings, so you can check into that. You're definitely welcome, Humble Pooh Bear. I'm always glad to see you here, Humble Pooh Bear. Phil, I love having you here, Phil. It's really a blessing. And other things on the CMC website include the 2018 conferences coming up. Um, I know it's like there's that thought of like, oh, my gosh, 2018 is so far away. And then I'm like, oh, oh my goodness, it's barely a year away. Um, I know this last year seemed to have flown, so I'm sure 2018 will be up and going very, very quickly. So definitely check that out. I know Lynn Johnson and Doug Fishman are going to be there. Uh, Reverend Roxy, who is right before me, is going to be there. They are all presenters. So we are super excited to be having them join with us. Um, as I mentioned, the website is kellyhallock.com. I haven't gotten a chance to do a blog because of the move. Been busy. Busy, busy, busy. Um, but definitely check it out. I've got a lot of blogs there. A lot of them are Course in Miracles based. Um, thoughts on the election. Um, thoughts on different life experiences, but I've also got some fitness and, um, thanks, Lynn, <laughs> um, fit piece and health-related articles. Um, there's actually videos if you're like, so what did Reverend Kelly look like before? Um, there's some videos, actually. I did a video with um, America Online, did a video regarding my weight loss. So that's actually on my website, too as well as all the audio recordings and video recordings of me here on ACM Gather, as well as the times that I have spoken at Community Miracle Center. And so, again, that's at 2 o'clock Eastern, 11 o'clock Pacific on Sundays. I'm here 4 o'clock Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Mondays. Reverend Tony, who's our executive minister at the CMC, is here at 5 p.m., on Fridays Pacific or 8 p.m. Pacific with the Bridge to Heaven, which is a really great name. Um, it's actually the meaning of his last name is Ponticello. And so Reverend Tony Ponticello is a Bridge to Heaven, and he does the Bridge to Heaven um, program on Fridays. So check it out. We would always love to have you. I am so glad um, see you all and dances with miracles. Yes, I need to know what this what the thing is about you and Phil Sherikins. <laughs> I was like, when you guys put that up, I was like, what the heck? There's chickens being shared. <laughs> Thank you, Dove. Love and hugs to you. And I'm gonna turn over the mic, and Lynn can do her thing. Blessings to all of you. Bye bye. Thank you so much, Rev. Kelly. Uh, beautiful and exciting, wonderful as always.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.